Good evening, morning, afternoon, whatever applies to you. Welcome to EuroLeague. Of course, I am your host, Rich, and those are the dogs you can probably hear in the background now have started to bark. Uh, my co-host, as always, uh, first name Kira, second name in shambles, I think, at this point in time. No, no, no. Because no. we all know that his least favorite player, Zeka, is a world champion, and I won't hear Better yeah, very happy. Yeah, I won't. Yeah, I'm extremely happy. I couldn't be happy. Unless Knight had won or something, I couldn't have been happy. We're, we're not going to let Kira gaslight us into thinking yeah, this secretly. Yeah, I won't like it's not, it. not going to happen. Not going to happen. We're also joined by the man who co wrote <laughs> arguably the single worst top 20s player list of all time, I would say at this point, Mr. Torok. Uh, so no, no need to comment on that one, mate. The, the, it, we've just got to take this one, I think. But don't worry because. Later in the show, we will have a chance to somewhat rectify our wrongs, our mis misdoings. So, before we get into that, of course, I have to ask you my patented would you rather. Uh, and it's an interesting one, I think. And I would, as I always do, I would say, you know, take your time. Don't rush into an answer. Maybe there's more to it than you might think. So it goes as follows. Would you rather gain all knowledge from books by just touching them or gain any physical skills by merely watching a video of them i'll start with you first mr mean by physical skills like like, like, like learning how to weld like something. yeah literally anything uh... any, any tangible skill that can be observed on a video by watching said video so Torok, what are you thinking would you rather gain knowledge from any book that you touch instantaneously or maybe you want to play the harp by watching a youtube video what do you think uh, so the way I'm going about this is that although there's a lot of knowledge you can gain from books, let's be real, right? There is a huge amount in the world. Video being the new, you know, way to get things. You said any physical skill, right? Yeah, yeah. any physical skill, yeah. So I can. Are you suggesting that by watching any sports video of, you know, anybody, yeah, I could you just would be very good at football, yeah. Wonderful. I think I just have a more fun life. To be honest, I could literally just learn anything I wanted and be exceptional at it. And it's way more of a flex to be able to do things physically than to know every compendium of every book. You can even use that information if you tried. You can't touch every book in the world if you tried. Any video, you can just search up, do it, be the best you can at it. I think that sounds like the easiest ride to me. So I'm going to go for that. Okay, interesting. Interesting, Kira. What are you thinking? So does this include like esoteric knowledge and understanding? Like for example, if I touch like the Bible, do I gain like enlightenment and understanding of like the principle of not. You gain whatever fucking Peter, Bob's your uncle and the other cunts that wrote the Bible were thinking at the time when they read it. So probably not influenced by divine intervention mm. if we're real. Sorry. No, no, no. Well, I could find there. other I could find other books then. You know what? That's I a risk. I, I just choose that's a risk you can take. That's a risk you can take. In fact, you might inadvertently find out how fraudulent the writers of the Bible are by gaining said knowledge when you touch the Bible. You're like, holy shit, actually, this was all just a crackpot little story this cunt made up. Or maybe you're like, oh my goodness, I'm getting a crucifix tattooed on my chest. So who knows? That's the gamble you have to take, mate. So I'll go book. Be. You're going book? Yeah, I'll go book. Yeah, see, I initially thought definitely the video and then when i actually thought more about it i was like it's actually so much quicker to touch books not only that but also in a way i can learn certain physical skills by touching books for example if i touch beginner's guitar then intermediate guitar then holy shit here's joe satriani's fucking songbook or whatever 
touch that, then I'm just elite at guitar anyway, aren't I? And all I have no, to do you're, is you're, blah, 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 blah. But, but aren't you just elite at guitar theory? You can't actually sure, do it. Yeah, You've got well, it all in I your guess, head. <laughs> I guess, but if I truly understand, like, you know, mm. th those books, like, in order, then that's going to, I'm going to be, like, fast-tracked anyway. I agree. It's, yeah, maybe, yeah, maybe in that sense it's less efficient. But at the same time, I can literally just go into a library, go, like, holy shit, man. You're going to have to have 50 tabs up on YouTube and watch all of those videos. Yeah, I can just, I can just decide, you know, what? I want to be the best League of Legends player in the world and kick back and watch Zekka's Wads, so then Kier will be really bad, you know? So that's <laughs> true right that's anyway really so yeah i'm a bit on the fence uh, to be honest in reality I, I actually probably go with yours torok just because i think in terms of fun yeah i think exactly. the idea that you can just it's be just insane life, uh, yeah yeah i think i'll probably go with that but i think they both have merits and who knows maybe while we're all like haha now we can do cartwheels kira's like i literally now have a fucking god on dial up basically like whenever i want so who knows who knows maybe we're the suckers and he's found the meaning of life anyway uh this is obviously a world show what i would say is you know there's been lots of rumors and you know pokemon sheep posting on twitter about different things going on and you know this show is called euro league but we're not going to talk about that today um apart from anything else a bit of a conflict of interest with what my day job is so i'm not really gonna be in that position until everything's like official or whatnot so we will cover it don't worry we'll do a tier list and all all sorts i'm happy to <laughs> shit on people even if i rep them mate don't you worry about that but i'm not going to do it on this show this is a world show uh and i have to start out with a small confession a minor confession i did not actually watch the world finals in real time i watched the first two oh. games and then uh i went to bed because again my day job it was a very busy time as you probably have seen. So I can't just be waking up at 3 p.m. the next day and hoping that no one needed anything. So, yeah, I had to catch up on that. Uh, I'd have loved to be there, you know, eating Doritos long into the night. But I have caught up. So we are we're all Gucci. So the first thing I want to actually ask you guys about is before we get into sort of the specifics, the overall narrative that seems to have come out of the final is, oh, my God, incredible, you know, arguably the best final ever, blah, blah, blah. Uh, maybe even, you know, one of the best series ever. Um, but my question to you guys on this, and I'll start with you, Kira, is the other part of the narrative is even though it was super exciting and amazing or whatever, but maybe the quality wasn't actually particularly high. So my question to you is, do you subscribe to this narrative? Like, what do you think of the final overall holistically? Do you think it was like an amazing final that will go down in the you know, uh, infamy, or do you think that actually it was just kind of a scrappy free-for-all choking on both sides? How, how do you see it overall? Uh, I think it's, like, finals like that are really not bad, but they're, like, tainted when, like, certain players don't show up. Like, Zeus had a mare, like, a really bad series. Sidekick had a really bad series. Baker had a really bad series. Death didn't have, like, a really great series. They've been, like, really good all the way up there. Um, There was, like, really weird drafts like things that affected the game um a lot of really strange decision making the game quality and like this like how good like the teams were wasn't all that great like it's exciting because you know it goes all the way to game five and, and like you know it goes all the way to elder and an attempted backdoor but like yeah it was it was it, it was all right like the whole thing is is like that's all the problem with cinderella runs is that's why they're called that because at the end of the night you know the beautiful horse and cart does turn back into the pumpkin and Cinderella isn't a princess, she's like a cleaner and fuck fucking premier in. So 
I don't know. I don't think this is going to go on. Like it's going to go on from here. Um, but yeah, it was all, it was an okay series. I don't think it was like one of the best World's finals ever. Um, I think there's been a lot better ones. Like what would you what, what would you pin up as like the best uh, World's finals um, you've seen? Of it, like the Samsung Galaxy one versus SKT is really good because all like Crown and Crown, who was the defining player of like that tournament, was still very good. Um, uh, what's his name was still very good. Um, yeah, like uh, like ambition and ruler, like ruler wasn't as refined as a player at the time. But like, you know, what I mean, like the good parts of like Samsung Galaxy were still like the good parts, and the meta and that fit both the teams. And it was like they were both basically taking turns, like playing the game their their like versions of the game out. I'm trying to think of like the other world's finals that have been really good. The one that is actually pretty under uh, pretty underrated is the. Uh, what's it called? Twenty, uh, not the twenty fifteen one. The oh god, because like the rest of them all get stomped. The uh damn one one versus uh the one they won. It was against it's not BLG. I keep on thinking the wrong team. The Chinese team was like I can name all the players like Ben, like Angel. Oh, what was what was the name of that team? Web no. Uh, oh, I can't believe I forgot the name of that team. I literally watch them like every year as well. It's got the line logo, right? Or am I? Oh my god, I can't believe. You don't I mean Griffin, the name. do you? No, no, they made they made world. I can't believe I forgot the name of this team. This is so bad. Twenty to twenty twenty world finals. Stunning. That's it. There oh, we go. Yeah. That that world finals is actually. Like, I, was going, I was about to Google it. I was like, I, I can yeah, see I, the logo. I was, but... go I was <laughs> googling it because I was I was like having a brain meltdown. I was like, what what is this final? But, I just remember. Because the Sunning is like the best example of like an elite team in like the modern game, like dominating like their like style. The twenty thirteen world final, and obviously it's like the pit comp of like SKT, but the game's like less refined, and when you go back. It doesn't like hold up as well. Like you just see like Tabby and stuff doing like mental and shit, and you're just like, it's not actually that interesting. You go watch like the Damwon uh, series and that Damwon team like navigate their way through those games. It's really, really impressive. Like Canyon Showmaker, like it's probably the peak of mid jungle um, that year. So yeah, they're they're my favorite ones. Yeah. What about what about you, Torok? Do you think amazing, incredible final? Like, do, how, what did you think about the quality of of this final? If you're just looking at quality, I think it's fair to say that it wasn't the most refined games of League of Legends we've ever seen, right? Like, let's just put that out of the way. But in terms of the aspect that the DRX SKT final is one of the best that's ever, or I guess it's T1 now. Sorry, not SKT. Uh, the DRX T1 final is one of the best spectacles and one of the best finals i think it's really easy to argue actually that it's one of the best mainly because the storylines were great i think the casting was really strong um i think everything surrounding the event was done really well like there wasn't a weakness to the entire world world's product i think coming into this final at least for me and then the the match is also delivered in terms of hype and spectacle right like yes some the games could have been very different right i think it's fair to say that on the day drx were the stronger team but then there was a lot of mishaps from both sides, so it was really hard to see how it turned out right. At the end of the day, in terms of quality, it was still good, right? It wasn't like every game was just, was awful, right? And um, I think a lot of the games were really enjoyable to watch for sort of if you're taking the spectator's approach. So yes, on a refined level of League of Legends, I think it's fair to say, well, you know, T1 clearly could have won this game, DRX clearly should have lost this game. 
um you know zeus was underperforming if if that's like a narrative you want to go with right but as a spectacle i thought it was really really good and i think a lot anyone who was watching was very much caught up in the hype of you know how the entire series folded out right with you know the reverse sweep drx all the narratives that are going on you i think people remember it for that reason rather than the game quality itself because there was just so much leading up to that final and you said it was a cinderella story and then she it turns back into a pumpkin or whatever i think people were, are going to be really happy that drx won actually no, I, I'm, I, yeah i'm super know, happy I, yeah i'm super you know. happy. i think it's, i think it's really really cinderella runs are like great for like esports storyline yeah. i will preface this everyone by the way uh torx right i actually didn't get the emotional arc because i didn't watch it live i woke i woke up um and watched the games just like one after another so i already knew the result and so like you know what i mean i just watched the game um as i so i didn't see the arc so that's the thing i was yeah. i was in this here bed uh and i was just staying awake it was impossible it was like 5 45 like 5 30 a.m game five i'm just there like so tired just keeping my eyes open because the games itself like you just especially that last game right after how the series has been unfolding and it was all being on such a knife's edge and the drama that was going on and the storylines i got very this was the the biggest world final that i got invested into as a spectator and obviously a coach as well right so you know i do care for game quality and it was from that aspect probably the best for me because i found all world other world finals are usually just boring affairs frankly like there's usually a clear defined victor yeah you could say that sooning final was good but frankly we all knew that damon was going to win going into that yeah, and yeah. and that, it, actually in this final i felt like either team could win and that was something that was really exciting and i think what makes it a great final so i leave question. it question did you think that with the EDG down one final as well, that down one was also just going to win? No. No, he didn't. Okay, I'm just no. curious. Okay. Yeah, right. I, I think down one was different that year. I mean, obviously, no, no, no. Mindset, right? but it's not what I thought going in. No, that, I was just curious if that's what you thought. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> I think what was interesting kind of is that kind of the opposite happened of what you would expect to happen in terms of how the games were going. I think you can definitely make a case that actually the cleanest game was T1 in game one. Seemed pretty, yeah. pretty good, pretty efficient met their win cons pretty early, just sort of went through the motions and basically just uh, suffocated them and won fairly easily. And I think a lot of people could have been forgiven for thinking, ah, oh, well, mm, there's a bit of a team gappy here, isn't there, lads? And, uh... Isn't that what makes it so exciting, though, right? Yeah. That people were almost turning off the, the stream after game one, and then especially after game three, loads of people, I mean, I know it was late in the EU as well, right? But loads of people after game three were like, oh, well, t yeah, DRX got like the hard-fought win in game two that was really close t1 just kind of demolished game three again i mean not as heavily as game one everyone's like okay it's gonna be a three one good night and then the fact that drx managed to you know it, it, under all that pressure once again i mean i know it's a spectacle right pull back through like it's just great For me though. personally i did kind of <laughs> i didn't really think that after game two i did just think ah, t1's not that great really are they like really obviously yeah i mean yeah. I, i'll put it this way i more that I thought anyone could win the series. And when mm. T1 won game three, I didn't think like, oh, they're just going to win. Um, mm. Side select as well. Like, yeah, I thought, um, no. But yeah, it's kind of interesting that the series, from a quality standpoint, did sort of deteriorate from game one onwards, I felt. And it actually got more scrappy and more tense as it went on, which on some levels you can expect. Um, but in other respects, you know, you would usually expect people to be less nervous and more settled and uh, a bit sharper but what is really insane and this happens so often it's crazy is that 
and it, it is definitely to some extent dictated by how uh, people like to draft around more comfort or uh, more easy to execute win cons or stuff like that going into game fives. But it is so mental how often game fives are back and forth super on the wire. It's insane. I don't just mean game uh, world finals. I mean domestic finals. We see it all the time. LEC, LCS, LPL, whatever. Happens all the time. And I think that's like a really cool sort of accidental thing that just happens to be there in lolly sports where all these factors kind of marinate together in the end and teams have this combination of not exactly being scared to lose uh or you know rather than trying to win kind of thing but everyone's in the same sort of mindset realizing how high the stakes are and you get all these crazy like half committal fights which like go on for ages and no one dies and then you disengage and yeah, it's crazy and I would also throw in the lazy caveat that the East do seem to be particularly adept at those kind of things. Like that is something that you do tend to see more with the Eastern teams. But continuing uh, down this line, more specifically, I do now want to know why do you think DRX ultimately were victors? Kira, why did DRX win this series? Like what was the biggest reason why uh, they took down SKT? Or sorry, so, T1. Uh, like usually I'm like, not that like hypercritical and interested in criticizing like builds and always like draft. I think they can sometimes be like red herrings because like some like just play within the game will all, almost always like override it. But a lot of it like actually did matter. Like for example, game five, uh, Baker was like trying to one shot barrel um on, on the bard, and his build choice literally stopped it from happening three times. I think. All three times? He didn't kill Beryl because of his build choice, basically. You know what I mean? Like, Beryl survived on, like, double-digit HP, like, 70, 80, 90 HP. And if he had built different items, he would have dealt more damage and he would have killed Beryl. And, like, lots of the fight outcomes, Guma would have had his flash up more often because he wasn't flashing Bardolt. Guma went for the poke Varus build in game five. I think he would have been better off going with, like, the on-hit build because they then had no consistent way to kill Aatrox. Uh, like basically at all really that much within the team so there was like weird stuff like that there was the, the other one that was very strange is and this is, just, this is actually a whole different thing on the tournament and this will take us into a little bit right now if you had told me coming into this tournament that half of his games enemy teams were going to leave up Silas to Knight okay so Knight was going to get to play Silas for half the tournament I would tell you that they would be more likely than ever to have win worlds okay and Zeka got to play Silas at this tournament, I think, 10 games. Now, that is fucking crazy, because it is... When it comes... If you were to make a ranking of Silas players and, like, Zoe players and stuff like that, Zeka would rank extremely highly on that list, globally, because he is very, very, very good at Silas. And teams were banning, like, Heimerdinger support over it and just, like, giving it away, and I just did not think that was the angle. I, think, I felt like he got... Way, way, way too much. Yeah, very, very quick interjection there. Like, just on the Heimerdinger thing, at any point, did you feel, either of you feel, that Heimerdinger was like a massive problem? I thought, I thought it was just something that they just kept picking, but if I'm the enemy team, I'm like, yeah, all right. Like, I really don't, it just wasn't ban worthy. Like, maybe I'm misremembering like a single game or something where it was super oppressive or whatever, but I actually don't ever remember that happening. I remember thinking it was just really weird that. 
they kind of caved to banning this pocket pick when the pocket pick didn't seem to be that impactful. I mean, what was your read specifically on that, Torok? Did, what did you think of the Heimerdinger? Do you think this was even pick worthy, how they were using it? So, I mean, I will say I think Heimer is extremely strong and it, it was something that Beryl did come up with uh, as a niche. I know some people in the EU have been playing it as sort of one tricks for a while. Um, but it, like in theory, the pick is really strong, right? You're looking at something that nearly always guarantees push. Uh, makes engage almost impossible to pick whilst uh, in bot lane whilst it's up and often then and often still has decent interactions into um you know the major sports or enchanters right so by as a sort of by proxy of the meta heimer just fit in very well right heimer also does very well into champs like silas right which just gets one shot when he enters right so i think it's a strong pick now in terms of what it was outputting you could argue maybe it wasn't something extraordinary but i think it wasn't meant to be something extraordinary after after it was brought out the first few times, it was just a solid choice, right? And so you shouldn't be expecting this pocket pick to come in from Barrel and 1v9 every game Heimer's in. It just mm -hmm. fundamentally brought a good dynamic that was helpful to DRX. And so banning it, I think, is reasonable if you don't feel like you have a good way to answer it. At the same time, though, I mean, I think there's a fair argument that... There's a very fair argument that Faker should have been able to handle Silas' blind pick, even though Silas has been extremely strong. There are loads of different matchups that work well into Silas. Faker was trying all these out the entire time. He also had played the rise in previous series, right, in Silas and had found success with it. So I think from T1's perspective, it was far more easy to say, well, Faker, deal with that and let Carrier have more of his creativity and weigh with it on bot lane because Carrier was one of the strongest players in the sport role of the tournament. Who, who do you think and, the and best player that dynamic? So yeah, that, that was sort of, I think there's logic to what they did, even if it looks weird. Who do you think the best player in DRX is from this tournament? Best player from this tournament, yeah. as in like overall going towards yeah. the future, or just in the tournament? No, no, just this tournament. Who do you think has been the best player on this tournament? <laughs> just this tournament. Um, I mean, I think I would Zeka say it's had... Izla and Zeka. Yeah, yeah. Zeka, Zeka clearly had a standout tournament. I mean, you can yeah. make arguments for other players overall, but in terms of the tournament, Zeka. So I would never. It wouldn't matter what like draft I have because like that that's it. Same paradox happens in the LPL with Knight, by the way. All the LPL teams came up with all these different fucking excuses for like, oh, we'll have these like drafts. Um, we'll have like these counter picks, and then, like I think, what Knight's got something like a ninety or an eighty percent win rate on it in the LPL like this year. It just, I understand like all the all the reasoning get like is sound, and it always makes sense, and I actually agree with it all. And then the really good Silas players pick Silas, and everyone dies, and they just like chain kill the entire enemy team over and over and over again. It's funny. I, what I would have been really intelligent since you brought up Silas and Heimerdinger is that Heimer is actually the best mid lane champion into Silas. So yeah, it was, I've been told for example, that. so for example, if there was actually a you know significant prep slash you know idea that these two champions were going to be pivotal in the series, which was clearly the case in some respect, right? Like they weren't going in with zero prep. It was very obvious. It, it's weird that we never saw uh, you know give Silas pick Heimer, flex yeah, Heimer yeah, mid, you know things like this. And then it's yeah, like, that's not really you know. Really yeah. For example, like that would have made so much sense, but it just never happened. And and you can even just put like Senaheimerding a bot as a denial, right? Like there are so many ways you could have worked around it. And I think the teams were really binary in the way they tried to tackle the issue. It was like, oh, ban Banheimer, and then we can take Azir into Silas. It's like, yes, it's fine, but you're really just playing in your own comfort. You're not actively trying to beat the other team when you've got all this information on them. And so that was weird. I think that would have been what I'd preferred to see is if you're going to give the Silas a Zeka, actually have a reason. You know, 
not a proper reason, right? Like, make sure you've actually shown you've researched it. Zach Mid, you know, where's that? Where's that gone? That was great into Silas, by the way, right? You know, things like this. There's there's loads of different ways you could have tried to tackle the pick, and it seemed like T1 very much played it safe in in the final. Tried to just rely on faker boxing in Zeka, which just wasn't going to happen when he's having, you know, as you said, he's on his best champ, which is really strong in the current meta. It can survive all of these lanes, like Azir, whatever, just fine. And then he gets to be Zeka on Silas in the mid-late game, which you don't want, right? So it, it was odd. I'll say that much. I don't think... I, I just think T1 didn't answer... Didn't have the correct read on DRX's so tournament, you, and that's probably why they lost. That, yeah, do you think that's probably the, the overarching reason then, or do you think there was something fundamentally gameplay-wise where it just... Oh, there was loads. <laughs> yeah, no, go, uh, go, go, uh, oh. yeah, go, Kira. Well, I mean, what do, you, what do you think? Like, gameplay-wise, so, obviously we've touched on draft there, but what do you think in terms of how both teams oh, are playing the like, map? Faker and Zeus just fell to pieces, like, I think, in terms of, like, from semi to final, I think Zeus had like an absolute mare like obviously like his like game five gwen game was like a highlight like game where like he was getting caught inside diving into the middle of the teams like dying to like the aatrox got solo killed like i think he got solo killed three times this series i might be wrong i think it was three times he got solo killed i might be wrong but you know what i mean it's not things that usually happen to zeus particularly against king and you know what i mean like it's not i don't think anyone like expected that and then faker had was making mistakes with the lane that I'm genuinely shocked because I've never actually seen like Faker make those type of mistakes. The, the highlight one that I gave to someone was in game two where Faker tries to stop Zeka's back on Silas as Victor and he like ruins his entire yeah. like advantage. He has a massive advantage as like Victor and he just ruins like the entire thing. And when I was when I was like watching the game, and I'm particularly game five. I know it was like the crux game, and loads of other games like happened. But when I was watching like game like game five, I was everything was basically like telling me that like SK T one should win here. Like you no, know I mean like they were setting up, they're doing everything right, and then you know what I mean like stealing barons, getting barons, um, and then they would just make like a, the critical mistake. This is going to sound so weird. And it's a really weird comparison. That's what I thought. It was like watching BDS and EU, where like they would do like all this stuff correct, but then they would make a critical mistake that's like so bad as like game losing like like cripple. And like T1 are a better team than BDS, and so they wouldn't just like outright lose the game, but it would like set them back. They would lose like a Drake. They wouldn't get to Soul Point. They would like lose the inside track on Elder. You know what I mean? Like each time they would do it, it was like one step, two step, three step, and it was like. A T1, I think, if they weren't under the pressure and they were, you know, I mean, if it was like I just a different game, they would have like closed out, you know, what I mean, at those like three yeah. key moments. But in all three of them, they made like one of the most awful mistakes. Yeah, I think it's it, the fact that, as I said, the timeline of events to me is the most strange because even if there's a world where Fake is nervous on stage in a world final, which he's probably like the most immune to of any player in the world, you would think. He also had like a decent game one, right? Like of all mm -hmm. the five games, he was good in game one. So he was kind of the last person that I would have thought would make these kind of like high level slip ups on the biggest stage. But yeah, I mean, uh, back back to you, Torok. Like gameplay wise, did you see any, like did, this, did they look different? Like that they were just caving under pressure to you, T1? Like did they make uncharacteristic mistakes? Or do you think they just read the game scenarios wrong? So let's say they could have done better prep. Move that to one side, let it be, mm -hmm. right? I think T1 still had the ability to win with what they were doing. 
and it, I think here makes a really good point that when you look at when you look at T1, they usually they were favorites in this final mainly because they're way more mechanically dominant than DRX. Um, and I, actually, for example, when you just look at the if you're just looking at the weight of teams, sort of skill to skill, T1 on, in theory should just be bashing their head in, right? And the, what was really weird here with this T1 in the final is that they were doing they were going through the right motions that T1 had done to you know win games, but when they got into the situations that were the clinches, it would just break, right? And I think that in a way that's what happens when a team is having an off day, right? Like th this is you know you can tell that their training is working, but the players themselves are just not quite there, mm -hmm. and. I think that was the issue with T1 is that actually, I mean, I think here you mentioned pressure, right? The amount of pressure you have as being the T1 team in that yeah, final. Is that with heavy fans, with yeah. the fans, is that heavy favorites with everyone thinking you're going to win? DRX being the the low, you know, the, the team from LCK, you've beaten them multiple times during the year, right? In a way, I think it when it, things don't start working for you, then you get into a really weird headspace where you're just not playing the way you usually do. Whereas DRX, I mean, if you want to talk about battle tested, right? <laughs> they've really, yeah. you know, they, they've really had every situation thrown at them during the world championship and their road to it, right? From the low, I mean, it's it's narrative, but it's also true, yeah. right? They've come through every lower bracket. They've succeeded every time when people didn't think they would. They've beaten teams on reverse sweeps throughout, not maybe strict reverse sweeps, but two ones or reverse sweeps, right? Throughout this entire year, and so I think they were a team that just knows they're just going to go and play the game the best they can and um i think that that gave them a distinct headspace advantage versus t1 where t1 were under all this pressure and drx were under pressure in their own way by all means right it's not like they weren't you know a world final but they were when it came to the clutch moments in every single game leave smites aside that's closer to rng than it is to actually mm. how the teams are playing right um, I think that DRX showed a really great ability to be flexible and fight in positions where they shouldn't normally be able to win. And I'll give an example of this. The Varus, I think, I believe this was on Varus, where Deft came in and got like a pretty good old cleaned up three people on Baron, something like this. I've got like the image of him walking down the ramp towards Baron ulting and then DRX cleaning up a, a, a Baron. Yeah, I think that's game four you're talking about. Yeah, that yeah. one, right? Like, for example, that's a situation that could be winning for both sides, and yet DRX just play it with so much more fluidity and with so much more yeah. um, cohesion that it shows the disconnect, I think, between a T1 that's really under pressure, but knowing they're good, like, they're still good. They're just very, like brittle and shaky versus a DRX that's much more uh, cohesive. And that's probably where the series got difficult for, for T1 is that, you know, when that starts happening, it's, you can't snap a player out of that. I'm sorry. It just on those days, these players, are they get stuck in that mindset. You can you can talk to them. You, you can drag them aside. You can do everything you can as a coach or one of their other players try and help them. But, you know, they're still jittery. It only fixes if it fixes them within themselves, right? Yeah. And it looked to me that, I mean, when you saw... Carrier sobbing at the end when he saw Zeus just staring off into the crowd at the end, right? Mm. These players didn't get out of that headspace. They didn't, you know. Can, uh, can, I, actually, <laughs> can I add something to you? I actually think the DRX as like the unit were more clutch, but mm. Foschik wasn't, and I think that's actually quite safe to say. Like I actually think he could have like had like some of those smites or had more like consistent smites, or they could have played around those objectives better and gave him a better chance of being able to smite the objectives like safely. Probably true. But that, but that's 
okay because their reaction to losing all of those objectives didn't matter. You just keep going. Yeah, exactly. That's the key. The thing. It was like the parallel between this team and the EDG team, by the way, is like crazy. Where in like almost every single like game five. Even when they would like fall behind or bad things would happen or like players were just playing bad, like EDG Viper was having one of the worst, he was having a terrible world in general. But the unit actually stayed like very coherent and they always knew what they wanted to do next. And even if it wasn't like 80% correct or 70% correct, because all five of them as a group like knew what they were going to do and they were all like, they had all bought into it. Because you, you had like be- people like Beryl just run around the map, like yeah, they they just show up to the next fight, right? thing. You lose the Baron, then you show up to the next fight. I mean, in the great philosophical movie that is Real Steel, when that that punch, <laughs> you know, that that robot is just getting pummeled by you know uh, by well, it's Zeus, right? That's the big black robot that was uh, the favorite in that in that in that in that movie, right? And this this little thing would just keep turning up over and over again. That was DRX. It didn't matter how many times they screwed up or lost smites or whatever, you know? They just kept showing up and getting better and better and, you know, each time, right? And I think it was a, a weird case where, yeah, Piotrzyk lost smite. It was like, oh, well, we go next, right? Like, yeah. we just, uh, whereas if T1 lost that, it would be like complete failure, lights <laughs> flaring, you know? It'd be like, oh my God, how did you lose that smite? You know? But DRX is like, it's fine. We just we just keep going, right? With and the, I think that made a big difference. Honestly. With that, with the one obviously where Barra steals it with the arrow proc. Um, mm. Do you not think like watching that? I was like, surely when the Baron gets low, even just like below half health, you peel someone off the Baron just to zone because they know Varus is still alive, right? Like I know it's it shouldn't happen or whatever, but it seemed kind of strange to me that they were just all sat on the Baron like in pit. And no one was even like checking anything. I can't remember the exact situation. So you're 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 yeah. right. There is a situation. That, uh, there is one situation where they can't do that, and there is one situation where they 100% can do that. Right. So the one you're talking about, obviously, is that one, Rich. And yeah, if you come like much better, that's what you do. But in game five, you're literally just like screaming to like kill the worm. You know what I mean? And then the 1,300 damage ash uh, Varus arrow comes over the wall, and you're. And what, what what you should do in those scenarios it depends on how dynamic the game is or how you know what other factors you're having to deal with but if your singular focus is this varus arrow right you can obviously send someone to mark him but the other thing you can do is just take away vision and just hold it at 2k yeah, he's yeah, got yeah. a arrow sometime right and then it's on cooldown then you finish right yeah, there's, yeah like, true. there's loads of different ways you can deal with high burst abilities it's just um having the presence and of the mind. pressure yeah it's, it's the presence of mind in the moment to make sure that you work around you know that that key key thing right and i think you know in, in the case of drx some scenarios you can do it and some scenarios you can't you know let's say there's loads of other facts coming on they're diving onto you right now while you're in the baron and varus just sit outside like that at 1.5k oh i care oh. um <laughs> you know you're gonna lose it right but or you know, you may not figure out to mark the Varus, but if it's just Varus as like a singular threat, it's really easy to work around. So yeah, and yeah. I mean, my other question is obviously if you're taking in uh, everything that's happened um, in Worlds and also in the finals or whatever. Like looking back, do you feel that SKT and DRX were actually the best teams, or do you feel that it's kind of you know happenstance that uh, we got this finals matchup? Like, how do you feel about it now that we've seen everything? I think it's happenstance, as it almost is with every tournament, right? Like, you can always have upsets and things like this. Top not making it out of groups, for example, uh, under the circumstances they didn't make it out, was 
obviously a huge impact on the entire tournament. I think um, looking at the, how the series were playing out that DRX went through, especially in knockouts, it was fairly easy to say that DRX could have lost, especially their quarterfinal matchup. I think Genji did not show up on the day whatsoever, but um, the versus Damwon, if I've got it correctly right, it was Damwon DRX. It was very, it was very easy for DRX to go out there, right? And so I think from that side of the bracket and how things are moving, DRX are still obviously not the best team in the world, and that, that might be weird to say, like in terms of raw. Oh, they're not. It's just one tournament. Yeah, like yeah. In, in ter- yeah, in terms of raw dynam- dynamics of the team, skill, whatever, they're not the best team in the world, but they were in that tournament because every single best of five they kept, you know, they kept clawing their way back in, right? And you could have very easily seen a very different final. Uh, you could have seen a JDG in the final. You could have seen a top in the final. Um, at the end of the day, I think the, as the tournament played, you got the two best teams at the tournament. But yeah, that shouldn't. But that shouldn't have been. That probably shouldn't have been how the tournament finished, right? If you were looking at that's the beautiful. That's the beautiful yeah. thing. Yeah, the, like you fight you, when you have these tournaments, and that's a shame because Riot has so few international tournaments. Mm-hmm. You ha- you find that obviously the best team at the tournament. But it doesn't uh, obviously because we name it worlds. They are now known as the world championship, and we, yeah. people then colloquially call them the world the world champion. That's what I'm saying. Like there's there's loads and loads of times throughout league history where you can argue like uh, like a a ten percent, twenty percent, thirty percent winner ended up winning the the tournament. It's like, very but, possible if there was a double bracket that DRX don't win this tournament. Like yeah, uh, the most likely. Right. Yeah, double elimination would almost certainly mean because this would have been the upper bracket final, um, and DRX would be sitting in the grand grand final. And if you do, like, I'm doing MMA math in my head here. They would most likely play, play against Gen G in the final. Yeah, for example, or JDG, and now they're also under pressure because now they are the favourites and they're sat there at the top and they're watching the lower bracket play out. Right, they lose some of the momentum. You you know yeah, I think yeah. there's a million and way one ways where DRX don't win, but I guess the magic of Worlds is that it is the single elimination tournament, but it's very brutal, um, and depends on how you turn up at the day. DRX yeah. every single day turned up better than their opponent, so you can't you can't hate it, right? Like they did really well. Yeah, um, that's... but so, yeah. yeah, you wouldn't call them world champions the next time. If this entire Worlds was simmed again, Rich, I wouldn't I wouldn't I still wouldn't call DRX winners sure. off, off, but... off the rats. Can I highlight one thing about that's very strange about this? Would you say this is the worst mid jungle duo to have ever won worlds? Because that, but no, by the way, I've done that. This. this is the first time you have a completely dysfunctional mid jungle, eh, not mid jungle, um, support jungle. Sorry, I misspoke there. Support jungle duo, and they won worlds with it. I don't, I don't know if it's the worst. Um, yeah, I, I went no, through them all. I think it is. I think, it, I think if, it is. If we count, if we count worlds as season three, non-relative. Onwards, which okay, see, I, I was going to say non-relative. Yeah. <laughs> uh, then yeah, I think I think that I I don't even think it's close. You can do it? like even the modern era, twenty fifteen onwards. Like I was at, because I was like really, really, really surprised with how. I'm looking at yeah. Worlds mid jungle duos now. That no, but I'm saying <laughs> they were able to keep. I was so impressed with DRX how they were able to keep the map so stable and like consistently keep the gold leads through the early game to mid game like so level with Beryl and Fjordkit, Shoshkik. Mm. Like I, I that think... is usually something that's very hard to do, and it, a lot of it came down to a lot of like they like they came back into games obviously, but it was like an yeah. interesting thing. There's definitely an argument for it. I mean, I've I've just tried to refresh my memory a bit right and i think you could argue for example ig mainly one-off solo laners right that's the other one right and and things like this but 
for the most part, it's definitely you'd you'd consider them at least far weaker than the majority of mid jungle some other mid jungles or mid or sub jungle support joes that have won in the past. That being said, I, again, yeah, yeah. this is on if you were putting them on a tier list, right? Or power ranking the individual players and also how they work together, you wouldn't say they were amazing. But the clutch factor they had in these games, it didn't matter that they weren't the cleanest, right? Like mm. this is this is the thing with DRX. Every single game they weren't necessarily the cleanest, but they were pulling through. And I don't so think you can argue was clutch, to be fair. I yeah, think that's what I'm saying. Maybe not, not right? But his, but his, his, kindred, his kindred in semis. The thing is, the thing is that I yeah, find like... funny about this is like obviously the DRX <laughs> were like massive underdogs. They, you know, <laughs> ran the tournament. They won the tournament or whatever. But I think it must be kind of weird in a few years' time for Piosic to look back at this finals and be like, "Fuck it, now did I deserve to win that one?" Like, oh, there's, there's no, there's no deserve. Do, do you think he cares? No, like, no, I'm sorry. I, I think I think I think he's pretty happy with how it turned out. He yeah, was still running around doing his, his hecker thing. He's, right? he's got a crown where like he utterly like wrecked himself into depression because he no, won when he was bad. No, but that's this is the thing, right? I think Piosic was he a streamer two years ago before he started going uh, professional, if I'm understanding. I think he's genuinely looking at him. This is just my outside observation. He's obviously tryharding, but he's he's actually enjoying himself, right? Like, <laughs> like, like he's he's for a Korean player, he's not someone who's putting himself under this huge course of expectation. Or oh, my play wasn't good, so it doesn't matter that we won. I think he's just, he's uh, like, I got away I with it. I mean, he's like, you know, if like... I'm his teammate, if I'm his teammate, the first thing I'm saying in the off season is like, fuck, you know, we got away with one there. By the way, Piosic, you're gone. Back to streaming for you, buddy. That's the best thing we're going to get for you. That was like lightning in a bottle for me. There's no way this guy ever does anything again. I, I, I can't see it. I mean, funnily enough, you'd say that though. Piosic is one of the players that I specifically have my junglers watch. Um, in terms of being ahead of the curve on meta reads, in terms of being willing to play and compared to play, and being generally right on like the what is strong and what isn't trail. He was one of the first people to Udia. He was he Kindred was strong this entire tournament, right? Like he does actually have strengths to jungler in the same way Kanavi does. And I think putting him in the barrel of just because he had a bad final as a bad jungler is far from the case. And also, yes, you may look at him after the offseason and be like, ha ha, we got away with one kick. You might also be sat there laughing with him because, wow, we did get away with one. And Piotrzyk's mentor, I mean, I don't know what was going inside the team, right? But maybe Piotrzyk's mentor was keeping the team afloat through all these these different things. It doesn't matter that he in some games because overall he's still good, right? And so I think people just saying Piotrzyk should just be thrown out over this tournament is is crazy, actually. I don't think that That's he was that bad. Them. Yeah, he's not him. that bad. I'm kicking him. For yeah. I'm kicking him. <laughs> he's really not. He's really not that bad. If I could, if I could get Kanavi, I'd kick him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but Kanavi is an exception because for me, Kanavi is incredibly good. Right? Like, like, okay. like you know, like... kicking him. I mean, yeah, the point is, is like obviously we're talking about like, like, the highest. Who would you even speak Korean? <laughs> I mean, I'd put, unironically, the guy's just one world and I would have Oyoya on him on my list if there were to be a list. Like, Porsche, I wouldn't hesitate, by the way. I actually wouldn't hesitate. I actually think it's an easy, easy clap for uh, Mr. Spanish. So, um, it, it's fair, by all means. I just don't think, I don't think saying that, yes, Piotrzyk was individually weaker. He did not have a good final. Like, the guy is really, you, you don't need to 
cast him into the bin of junglers who will never do anything ever again because he's oh, been clearly no, he's been clearly individually he's been Maybe. clearly individually good for a long time. So like no, it's you know. right. Look, he's not obviously he's not a bad player. I am still <laughs> yeah. just saying get off the team because this team could be fucking insane if you build around Zeka and we actually have a really good jungler. That's all I'm saying. Uh, I can agree to disagree. Can agree we, can to win, disagree. we can win worlds. <laughs> yeah, we can win worlds. We can win worlds more reliably. So let's do it. Yeah. Uh, right. So my question is, like, given all the new data you have now, having watched worlds, and obviously certain series didn't go in ways we expected, but just purely on sort of eye test and what your expectations were, is there one team you'd have liked to have seen in the finals instead of one of these two teams? Like, do you feel there was one team that actually just looked really legit and then had like one fuck up and it's like, ah, kind of sad they, they didn't play uh, BO5 in the final? Or do you think that no one really stood out and deserved it beyond what, Gen -G. what we got? Genji? Yeah, Genji, like, they, they, like, so we talked about, uh, what's his name? Shit. We talked about in the final, SKT, two other like players play bad, like Zeus and Faker. Yeah. Genji had the tri the the fucking the Trinity happened to them. They had Ruler like have a mare. Mm. Chovy have it like like an absolute mare uh, some games. Not all the games, just some games. And they also had Peanut just lose his fucking mind basically. Like almost every single game, which was really, really weird because when, I felt like when Peanut was pressured more in the DRX series, not the DRX series, the Dan one series, he played better. And he was, like, pressured less in that series. And he went, he, like, you know what I mean? It was, like, worse. Like, it was, like, the worst possible outcome. So I feel like G had, like, T1 had, like, a bad day at the office. Genji burnt their own office down. They're now unemployed for like life. <laughs> it wasn't good, but well, what are you doing, Torok? Is there a matchup you'd ever <laughs> feel we were robbed of? Uh, top. Yeah. I, uh, I, that was going to be my answer. Though, yeah. yeah. Top, <laughs> top are all have like the thing is, is like Genji were known for their consistency, and then their consistency. You know what I mean? They come to a series and then it like falters. You know what I mean? Like if you were to pick out any series that Genji had played this year. I think that world semi-final would be one of the worst, right? For sure. I mean, interestingly, right. what I'd say with Gen G though is I don't think they were having that before the semi-final anyway. No, they weren't so, having that as good a yeah, tournament so, before the semi-final. So, so I'd almost be inclined to say, for example, let's say Dam one one versus DRX because that was close, right? Dam one, no. The final. Oh wait, was does it? No, it was. No, it was EDG. EDG could have beaten DRX. EDG, he went to game yeah. five. Yeah, and... I got confused. Yeah, like no, it's so. Okay. Um, like any team that came through onto Gen G and met Gen G on that day could have won. Like they were yeah. so bad, right? And Gen G did not have that good a tournament. They should have, based on how they how good they were in LCK Summer, they should have six zeroed groups. They should have three zeroed every series, and they should have been in the finals without doubt. By the way, like it was it was pretty much it was. I think they were they were doing this slant throughout the entire tournament, and then this was them in their semifinals, right? They just went off a cliff, and um, you know, oh, I mean, that was obviously. It would have been nice to see them in the final, but I don't know if it would have actually saved them. I think they, they would have lost to T1 in the final. I, I wasn't that inspired by Gen G this entire world. And that's why I would have rather have seen Top, who just had a one very bad day one. And mm. technically, should let's be real, should have been out of groups if there wasn't a bug, right? Um, potentially. Yeah, there was, there was, it, there was, it's there arguable. Was... 
No, no, there was one thing is like groups was an absolute bug fest, mate. Yeah. There was a lot of like outcomes could have changed. Yeah. That's that's what with, I mean, uh, I mean, with bugs. But that's why that's why I think we were so robbed by top because that team was unironically good and just had a bad first day and then an unfortunate uh, second. But that, day, you know? that that's, <laughs> that thing is, is as someone who's like like a, like someone who religiously watches a lot of like top games. That is just who top are, by the way. Like, I know. When they, were, they, when they were losing those games, by the way, don't think, oh, that was, like, top playing bad those days. It's like, That's no, just those are just, yeah. they, they, that is legit, like, just, so, like, top will sometimes, just, they are the ultimate team to be, like, lose just random BO1s, like, all the time. But they're also, like, the team that could just, like, 3-0, like, every, all, the best team in the world. Like, yeah, I mean, that's why I wanted to see them in in the knockouts, right? Because yeah. it's just so yeah. Not so seeing incredible. them in a best of five, I think, is it was yeah. definitely a yeah. It was, it was it was genuine. It was genuinely tragic, and that is why they are the ultimate like Jekyll and Hyde team, and that is why like people like Jackie Love are so like infectious because you know it's it really is just going to be twenty and zero or zero and twenty. Yeah. There is no middle ground with top esports. He is the Yasuo meme for sure in that sense <laughs> right um so the last thing i want to ask you guys about this before we get onto our revised tier list is who was your mvp for the tournament who was the best player at the tournament i guess in some respects you can define your own criteria but i as i as i said it's just i see it as that who was the best individual performing player at this tournament what do you think Torok? i mean the easy answer is zeka because of how different his performance was relative to expectation etc right um if i had to give other ones gumi uc surprisingly i think did a lot uh yeah, compared kept to, it together compared yeah. to expectations right um and in a weird way you could even argue beryl um from the perspective of no no from from the perspective of what he did with Heimer and sort of reshaping the bot meta i think he did something there oh yeah but, well you can do yeah, yeah well you yeah, can make a, like, a valuable case on beryl i guess in that in I, that sense yeah. that pick okay. was very did so even even if T1 misread what to do with it, it did, in it objective happen. value, it did yeah. create objective value. So no, and, yeah, and, it, and, it, and it did also and it did also win games earlier in the tournament, yeah, right? Yeah, so yeah. No, fair enough. Could, I'll, I'll go with Zeka as like you know just the obvious. He did really well the entire tournament. Let's be real. Barely had a week. Barely had weak games. Was extremely strong. Sub subverted everyone's expectations. I think great. You know that's the easy choice. Yeah. What about you, Kira? Uh, if it doesn't have to be a world's winner, it's Korea by like miles. Like not even, uh, no one's was Korea's level this tournament. Like yeah. uh, he was just, uh, it genuinely might go down as one of the best this year from Korea spring, all the way to MSI to summer to finals. The fact that Korea walks away with one tournament win mm. is one of the biggest like travesty of like input to like results if you know what I mean and then I don't think many people have played better than Korea did this year and not won as much like people have played way worse like Beryl and won everything and they, they, I mean and Korea is just on like for there's genuinely sometimes it's mind-boggling to me how good uh he is going into finals Zeus was obviously like a candidate yeah. but he had like a meltdown in finals so like uh, he was obviously like uh, he was chopped off then yeah going um I was actually really, really, really massively high on Deft um, through the full tournament, not even just because of narrative. If you actually go and uh, look what Deft was doing, we'll come to this obviously on the top 20 list. One of Deft's problems is, is like Deft is like actually, like he's no longer the meme. Deft is a really good laner, but he's like bottlenecked by like Beryl. 
uh, and like Beryl like fucks up. I think from what I've been watching, kind of fucks up a lot of like Death's like ability to like, execute on laning. So I thought that would like be on like hamstringed. But a lot of his like laning stats and like lane positioning was like really really good. But then in the final, it wasn't as sharp. Yeah. And Zeka was still pretty yeah. to very good in the final. So overall, I would probably say if it has to be the tournament winner, uh, it would be Zeka. The but reason I chose Death is I also think in some of their other series he was. Whilst carrying was also a big liability. Like he died so many times when he didn't have to in in, in yeah. fashion that they could have lost. They could have lost. You know the game. Actually, no, they did lose the game off this. You know the game where he backdoored the yeah. famous in, the, with the inhibitor, right? Mm-hmm. So he could have finished the game there with Sheen Frox. But even before then, he gave away two or three deaths, like yeah, really carelessly. The enemy team. Yeah, yeah, really, really carelessly, and threw away that lead, right? That DRX had. Whereas I don't think Zeka really ever did that. Yeah. No, he, he, he didn't. Yeah. Um, Zeka yeah. was really responsible with all the early to mid, uh, early to mid like lane leads, uh, uh, early game leads that like he had. Like Zeka was like uber uber responsible with a lot of like his stuff. Mm. The the big the biggest thing for me about Zeka and it was one indictment. And we can go back to the very very start. The way I thought teams would beat Yagao and Zeka at this tournament was pinching the absolute fuck out of their champion pool and getting really good, like, mid-matchups on them and, like, abusing that. And basically, none of the teams agreed with that and just let Zeka play, like, Azir, Silas, Akali, every single series. And it's like, okay, like, yeah, like, those games did happen and Zeka played amazing on them, but I don't think he was as pressed as, like, Deft was. Like, Deft had lots of shit banned against him. The support picks through Beryl and the Caitlyn was practically perma-banned against him and a couple of other ones as well. So, like, Azeka is, like, my MVP, but I feel like Deft was more targeted on the team. And so, if, like, if, was... if people had done different things versus Zeka, it would yes. be way more difficult for him to have had the impact he had. Yeah, I think yes, so. And De- yeah, that's my argument. But, yeah, Zeka was unbelievable at this tournament yeah so for me i really hate the american thing of like the mvp or whatever has to be on the winning team uh and for me it's, <laughs> yeah, just, it's just career like yeah. i tweeted it during the finals like in my opinion he's probably the best player in the world um can definitely like make a case for it probably had the best individual performing year in the in the world i would yeah. say so for me it's just him I, he, he was so fucking nutty and like all sort of a stats or i guess abilities to sort of just coherently play and execute on his champions aside like his eye test playing unattractive eye test champions is so fucking nuts like yeah carrier was the nuts for this tournament he was incredible and i think yeah if you weren't doing the mvp having to be from finals he's easily in fact he's he would arguably be better than zeka on the on the sense that what mean uh Kara said, right, is that Zeka was very dependent on getting what he wanted, like what he needed to succeed. And when he wasn't on his Silas, let's use that as his key champ, right? He really wasn't uh, as strong. He was just responsible and good. And I think where Carrier shined was that nearly every single game he was playing out of his mind, right? Yeah, no, I, he, I, was... he was just extremely clean. It's so. one of the, the thing is, I think the longer that League of Legends lives, the fewer moments you get where you're seeing like, big separation between what someone can do and what someone can't do, if that makes sense, on mm. the pro level. And I feel like watching Kyria in moments, it was, again, like the, it was like watching season three Faker playing. Yeah, well, it genuinely was. The difference between him and like the other elite mid supports was yeah. 
Ah, it's it's fucking insane, by the way. Like he's opened he's opened like a gap again in like support understanding. It's like some season four Mata shit, by the way, where yeah. like everyone, there's a lot of learning all the supports are gonna be able to do just by watching what like Korea's doing. There's like evolutions to the role that like He's also just very mechanically good for a support player, which helps a lot. Yeah, he's a, yeah, mi- yeah. He's a mid laner. He's an elite mid laner that's been forced to play support, bro. That's, that's my angle. Right. Now, we are about to discuss what will be our revised top 20 players in the world list now that the season's over, all done and dusted. But just before we get to that, I want to put you both quickly on the spot and ask you, what were you both most wrong about from before Worlds to now, what do you think? What What did you? I mean, we can uh, obviously. I will in post put up our top twenty lists, uh, which are in the chat, so you can both uh, take. Are a you talking about like? Um... But what do you think you got most wrong, or most inaccurate, or the worst sort of placement here? What's the most egregious oh. thing that you did? Did you leave someone off the list entirely? Did you oh, put someone right, okay. number one who didn't be there at all? Like, what is the most egregious mistake that uh, you, you think you made? Torok, I'll, I'll start with you. Well, I guess us, really, because, uh, you know, me and Torok did a, a combined list, which, uh, on reflection, doesn't look the best that I've ever seen. But, you know, shit happens. And, hey, some of the picks are still... Uh, it's not looking great. I'm not going to lie. But what what do you think is the most uh, the opinion that you would now disagree with your former self on the most? Uh, I think probably not putting Canyon in the list. Uh, like as a mid jungle, should make a Canyon is still really insane, and I should have given them more put more respect on their name going into the World Championship. I was very much of the opinion that they were good but the rest of the damn one core wasn't going to hold up um that you know they weren't going to be able to have the same impact and i think through a lot of their group stage and through even the knockout series they lost those two were still performing at a top 20 in the world level so i mean i think showmaker made it but that was more due to your pick right and so i think on revision they are still both very strong <laughs> yeah. so that'll be that'll be my one well what do you think here what what, what so my list was unfortunately not how people how i thought people were going to always like play at world it was based on events that had happened right okay so i begrudgingly had to have people that i don't like aesthetically like tian very high on my list even though because like what he had done like was good you know what i mean even though i'm like hypercritical of him so like my two obviously was I had I legit straight up forgot to put Death on the list. He just isn't even like there. I have like Berserker on the list before Death, which is just fucking like art, like straight up madness. And uh, Wait, Death, I have Death is on your list. Do I have Death on? Oh, he's under Xiaohu. Oh, I did. I didn't. And, oh, I must have changed it. Uh, it saved. It saved people. It's fucking saved. That's amazing. Oh god, thank god. Uh, no, but like I had someone. Probably had uh, Berserker probably too high. No, not too high, but, like, it's just, it was based off of, like, um, you know I mean? It wasn't, well, how he was going to do it Worlds. It was based on, like, the input going into, like, into Worlds. Uh, the other one I would say is I had Xiaohu too high, uh, just in general. Um, I thought he was more of, like, um, he was playing, like, well, and, like, he was being, like, hamstrung by, like, his team. But in revision, I probably wasn't actually true. This was probably more of a dip in like just general like Xiaohu, and I was probably huffing some copium. And the other one was 
Oh yeah, my what do you call it? My, 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 my take on this one is Zeka's what do you call it? Wild card at laning, which right? He does not win. He does not win the game through 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 lane. But when I say wild card, I don't actually include like NA. So he's not like equal to like Jensen uh, and and all that and that. When I said like major region stuff, but I still don't think he was good at le- uh, good at uh, worlds. Just so it's yeah, clear. good at learning. That's just so it's clear, and obviously everyone will see it because it's going to be on the screen. Zeka is not in Kira's top twenty, so do not ever let no, him gaslight you that Kira. It had shouldn't be a... because it's based off of the events, like the, the events that had happened. Sure, 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 sure. sure. His team had a forty-nine percent win rate. <laughs> being consumed right now <laughs> i don't know anyone that has any of like the drx players based on any of their top 20 lists apart from me basically what's happening here is I, I'm trying, I'm to justify, only... trying to justify Zeke only... not being on his top 20 because he was he trying to predict there. the results of the world championship he and not looking be... at the top 20 players he shouldn't, That's be... What he's he shouldn't to say. be there he shouldn't be there <laughs> i would point Bro, out I would point out, Torok, that Zek is also not on our list, so we can't go, <laughs> we can't go too ham here. But, yeah, but the thing is, is, I'm not trying to cope myself into saying that he wasn't there because I was trying to predict his team was not going to win because it's 49% winning. No, I, right? I, genuinely didn't, I genuinely didn't even think they were going to make it out of groups. Like, that's what I was saying. I, I, I thought they, they would have had, like, massive problems and, like, Rogue would have been able to identify, like, what I thought was the route to beat them. And they didn't. They went through. They went for a completely different angle. And obviously, they are, they, are, they got out of groups and they won the full fucking thing. So I mean, get wrecked. And you know what I mean, like, bro, it was like uh, he was getting uh, CS leads against everyone. From uh, not a wild card, better than a wild card mudlinger. From from yeah, our that's side, what I, said. I would say I think the most egregious is definitely how high your gal is. Looks uh, is pretty. Oh, pretty he fell for the fucking trap. Uh, it's beautiful. It's so uh, uh, another bunch. Also, another even bunch. though it's a small thing, I was very insistent he not be on the list, but he did make it on, which was Jackie Love. I really didn't want Jackie Love on the list, but he did make it on there. Uh, Scout as well. I said I don't actually think Scout should be on the list. I kind of preferred Humanoid, but uh, a Scout kind of let us down. Uh, See. In- yeah. But uh, just a little note, right? Because that, that's a game I actually went down and like watched a lot. Okay, so like people were talking about like um, a scout getting like wrecked by like Zeka in that game. So obviously, game the game five does matter. Zeka Zeka dumpstered him in game five, uh, and like absolutely like murdered him, right? But the other four games didn't actually really go like that. Like Zeka lost games to like scout and stuff. You know what I mean? Like scout was if you were to take the average across like the five series, like scout played really, really, really well. He just really fucked up game five. Like sure, had, true. Had a really bad. That, that is true. But I'll, I'll I'll insert a little bit of Tom Brady level wisdom here, which is like when it mattered, it wasn't just that he lost. He was fucking horrendous in game five. Like, oh yeah, he, really that's what I'm saying. Bad. He was really, he was really, really bad. He was really, really bad in game. So five, yeah, yeah, even though in theory all games are valued equally in a sense, it's like okay, now we no, go no, into I, the I deciding game, and you literally, it's impossible to win with you playing how you're playing. Like for your teammates to win with you playing how you're playing. So I do hold that massively against him. I have to say, um, but yeah. So let's get into it. What is nice is that our number one, and obviously if you click on the thing in the group chat, you'll be able to see just a blank document for now, but. The beauty of Sony Vegas is it will, of course, update in real time on your wonderful screens. Um, so actually, we both had Chovy number one on our list, which is interesting. Um, does this change for anyone? Obviously, Kira mentioned that maybe he kind of 
had a very bad series uh, when obviously when they got knocked out by by his high standards. Was this world enough to dethrone Chovy as the number one player? I would probably say not personally, um, unless I'm going I, to put Kyria uh, there, which maybe would be a consideration for me. That would be I the would, only consideration. I would put Korea there. Um, the problem is, is like Chovy's semi-final that they lost, right? He played like worse. Be, like when Chovy like plays like worse, he plays a worse in such a way where like the game's still like massively winnable if everyone else's like inputs are like just human level. Um so like his like worse was like he was like down a lot of like health and he was be- he had been pushed in a couple of waves and like the Akali um Azir matchup, you know what I mean? Like, he fucked up the Akali Azir matchup into, like, Zeka, right? That was his, like, worst. That's something that, like, loads of other players do on, like, a daily basis, like, every every other, like, day. So, like, that's what I'm saying is, is, like, if Peanut came mid there and, like, helps him, like, unfuck his wave um, and gives him, like, a better reset, like, it's all, like, fine and, da- like, fine and dandy. Uh, but, like, I think the, the, because we're rating it of, like, the things that happened at Worlds, I would vote Korea to be number one on the list. Any objection, Torok? What do you think? So I think you guys are coping a bit in the sense that Kerry is obviously really good, but you're trying to, you're by by putting Kerry on number one, you're saying that Chovy is just going to have this entire fall, fall off our worlds, right? Like Kerry is obviously really good and should be in the discussion for top players. There's a lot of good supports, but Kerry is one of the best, right? And I think if you're reframing the list, I'd still just keep. You've got you. Just, like, you can't assume Chovy's going to be useless after one game where he's no, not. No, I, 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 I no, no, I, two. I know he's number two. <laughs> no, no, oh, but yeah. like actually, the games he played at Worlds, right? Okay, because you like, do you think Chovy was like as good at Worlds as he was in LCK Summer? Because that's what we're rating. We're rating this list on the the top twenty people play at Worlds. It's still top twenty in the world, right? Just with Worlds yeah, character. Yeah, added it's, in. it's it's you. Yeah. adding the context of what yeah. we saw at Worlds versus all the information we have before Worlds as well. So, so it's really an yeah. end of year list. Yeah, exactly. It is. It is. That's exactly what and it I is. And I think Korea's been the best player in the world for the full year. Well, if that's the case, then you probably should have had him higher than one, two, three, four, five, six, seventh on your list, actually. Yeah, but Worlds hadn't worked. happened, and he was insane at Worlds. Yeah, but you just said that throughout the whole year you thought he was. Yeah, because now, now Worlds has happened. Okay, or oh, you're saying yeah, with, I mean... you're saying with the bookend, then in yeah, totality, yeah, yeah, yeah. in totality. Okay. But that is quite quite a jump. But no, I mean, I think probably. Remember, your world's list was as a completely different world's list than mine. I'm now like interacting sure, with like, you sure, for sure. what this list means. Sure. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, I, yeah, I would personally do Kyria, uh because I think that as well. Again, this is kind of cheesy maths, but I think the gap between him and the next best player in his position is way bigger than the gap between Chovy and then a bunch of guys uh, who are all in the conversation. Right? Uh, as you wish, but I... Nah, I think that's cool. The gap between... Imagine you're like the god mid laner and there's like a demigod mid laner and then there's like an yeah, elite there's guy like and like no one with him. There's like six of them, dude. So what you're basically... For, for that logic to work, you're telling me that not only does Federer exist in the same era as Nadal and Djokovic, but also fucking... Ivan Lendl, Bjorn Borg. Yeah, like, that, how unrealistic my, is that? My, pl- my placement of Korea is based off the fact that Chove wasn't quite as good uh, at Worlds, and Korea was just as good as he's ever been. Sure, but I mean, 
whatever. I've, I'm pulling rank. Here he is, rank one. Right. Uh, no, I, I want him rank one yeah. as well. My reason is different. Oh, <laughs> uh, the pain. It's, it's all good. Okay, so now we have the first deviation. We went... Oh, no, we don't. We both had Viper as two as well. There you yep. go. We both had Viper as two. So I think Viper, and I mean, Kira knows my opinion on Viper sort of coming into the tournament. I would agree that I don't think Wells did anything to like bolster my confidence that he is the best absolute best ad carry i do still give him the nod but uh he's i'd 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 squeeze him down and have chovy too and i i don't i wouldn't i'm certainly not moving viper above chovy for me like he goes from two to three for me what do you think Torok? yeah i mean chovy is still up like if we're just maybe just spam out a top five and then quickly do like a reorganization because I agree with you guys that Kerry needs to be at least at least top five, right? I think Kerry uh, Trevi needs to be at least top five. I think Viper still needs to be top five. Kanavi has to be top five. Um, maybe you guys fight me on that one. I don't know, right? But uh, and then maybe you could make an argument for Zeus. Uh, That's what I'm saying. This is going like, to like, like, be my five, right? Kerry, Trevi, Viper, Kanavi, Zeus. That seems. Because here's the thing. If this is like the, I was going to sound so mental here, right? But I'm going to prep you for this. Because uh, Worlds is important, right? But if this is a full year like list, okay, mm. you'd be re uh, you'd be really because re uh, it also has to be the people that played like at Worlds, which is also like another like fucked up like thing because they're people really good domestic players, right? Course, right? So this is like the the best twenty players in the world of how they played through spring to summer and Worlds, but they also went to Worlds. Is that what yes. this list is? Yes. <laughs> yes. So it's the best yeah. player in spring, summer, MSI and Worlds, but they have to have also played Worlds. That's the that, they're the conditions, yeah. You know what? I mean, that's, that's no, you works. know what? They don't they don't have to play Worlds. They what? Don't have to no, don't do that. Don't don't do that. That's too crazy. That, Is it? Then I'll start coming. Yeah, because I'll say Shanji, the top player from ONG, has okay, to be you're like, right. the top two. Yeah, yeah, the yeah exactly. Noise. So okay. don't do, don't do that. Okay, don't okay. do that. So here's how we're going to... Please keep it in the world's list. Please. Yeah, keep it in the world's Right, here's what we're going to do. I'm just going to go down the ones I think are most reasonable in order from both lists based on now, and then we're going to edit them, okay? So very quickly, Akira had uh, Knight at, uh, well, I guess what would be three. We had 369. Uh, I'm going to say 369 good. is more worthy. Uh, then we have... Wait, Knight was good. Yeah, he was. 369 really was better. Uh, no, he was. Absolutely categorically wasn't. 369 was, was insane. What are you all about? Bro, bro, people, most people can't be. Oh, it's so bad. And the actual, like, if you actually watch, like, the games, I'm not even having a copy of him. His team literally just doesn't let him play the game because they lose the game that quickly. And the game that he was able to play, Knight was one of the best players in the world. Remember, guys, 369 did not 1v9 his Aatrox at all. Never in no, this tournament. It, 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 yeah, he was really, really good. And it, it, what do you call um Knight had a game where he almost solo carried versus DRX, eventual world champion, on a zero was his bot lane was zero and ten. I mean, Actual zero and ten almost. I I Oh and his top laner was one and four as well. Almost won the game. I don't know. It's just show it's show maker canyon here, by the way. 
and then you <laughs> like I, I i will i'll accept it yeah, like yeah. canyon True. canyon has to come in and then uh you can make a push for deft arguably yeah, but like that's what i'm saying but canyon also wasn't good in summer it was really good at world but he's, he's, his summer was still flawed that's a, that's why it, it wasn't it, on my list but also it was flawed, but then in playoffs he was also ramping up like crazy worlds he it, played really well yeah, like, yeah you, have to, you have but you, to be fair you do have to give some level he of played a lot in games like you... okay, if you want to give recent bias, yeah. I mean, you, ha fine. you have to, right? Like, if if someone had a godlike spring split, like say Hillisang was a god in spring. Right, but Kanave was a god in spring, summer, summer and, and... okay, but Kanave was a god in spring, summer, LPL playoffs, and he was good at worlds. But, but that's yeah, why I have Kanavi. Though. But yeah, but I think Kanave should be higher. Yeah, I mean, I think I think Kanavi's one of the best players in the world. He just doesn't have a what team. What I'm saying mind. is, you're you're putting Showmaker and Canyon in the top five. I would say. Kanave just by proxy would have to be higher than Canyon, even though well, I actually think Kanave was probably better than him at Worlds as well. I'm I'm so, just uh, yeah. To be honest, I'm actually just putting uh, names now. This is not my uh, <laughs> this is not my list. I'm just what, what if we just did a top ten then? To work with yeah, let's do yeah. We just focus on the top ten. Yeah. Top 10. Okay, right. so I've just put but, in a bunch of names there as a starter. Like I've left loads off, obviously. Uh, <laughs> let's do it like this. Does any Western player make the top ten? Nope. Is there an argument uh, for Humanoid, maybe? Humanoid no, played really well, Larson, he doesn't make it. Larson had an insane world, no? Larson played really well, he doesn't make it. He had a bad week two. He didn't, not bad, sorry, and not as good week two. Yeah, I guess. He never, he mis-executed a kill lane on Zekka. Yeah. Zekka was playing Silas, Larson was playing LeBlanc, and the game was on Larson to, like, crush that lane and, like, give them a winning situation, and Larson categorically failed and didn't execute on it. Okay. So looking at the names there, these ones on the right are just names that were also on the list but aren't, uh, you know, currently in the top well, ten. What is I, I just six the outrageous? Canavan Knight, Zeus, Showmaker. You can throw Gamusi in on the right. Oh, okay. yeah, arguably. Yeah. Yeah. And he did have a really good worlds, yeah. even if he was questionable elsewhere. This is the, thing, think... Guma could only get there on pure recency, like super yeah, recency. yeah. I, I, well, I, I think he's good in spring as well, right? So I think that list is. I think that list is. I really agree with that list. The only people. The only two things is I would remove Deft and have Ruler on the list, and I would remove Canyon and have Kanavi. They're the only two contentions I would make. I mean, I've, we've got Kanavi on there. He's top yeah. five. I'd, and I'd even say, like, if we if we do a reorganization, the B column, Rich. At least for me, I'd say. I, this is my biases, but I'd be looking at Chovy, Kanavi, Carrier, uh, like one, two, three, like that, um, rather than anything else, and then building. Because I think Kanavi has been insane all year. Every yeah, I, exactly. That's what I'm saying. Like, like he, he's been Kanavi's good at Worlds. Here. He's been he's yeah. been the carry for JDG. He was never at fault really for their losses. So you want to um, demote Viper? Put Kanavi yeah. third. Is that what you're saying? I mean, I I uh, this is my list, but you guys go Carrier up first, obviously, right? I'd have Kanavi top three easily. Like it's not even okay. not even close okay. and then maybe you could vote 369 arguably for viper like you guys can play with that if you like um no, 369 no above i have no yeah. problem with 369 being high on the list all i'm gonna say is L the L uh, lpl finalist in spring was tef game five they lost lpl finalist in summer was tef game five they lost and then worlds there was one person dragging fucking corpses like wayward tian and mark up that fucking mountaintop it was jackie love the 50 50 player and then you had knight mate knight had one of the best years any players ever that, had that that's why knight should still be up there right i think there's no reason to drop him significantly he's he's played really well and i, 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 I said i think he was better than 369 he just had worse 
a worse teammate. He forced game five twice and was card carrying. And like, we think Viper's really, really good, okay? Go watch the lower bracket match, EDG. They get 3 0 and it's like Knight dealing like 35% of the team's damage on Azir. Just isn't like poking Azir. Isn't it just uh, by fight. proxy? Isn't it just by proxy 369 gets carried because he's playing top lane? Like, <laughs> that, that, that is another thing on my list where because mid lane is like the god role, like any mid laner that's like close to another player automatically goes above them. Yeah, like, so you've, got, just... you've got some mid lane biases there because of the impact that See, mid can I make. actually think yeah. I think top lane is such a fucking hard role to play. I think it is, yeah. sitting on that fucking long lane island is so fucking insanely difficult. So whenever someone emerges as like a ridiculously high skill expression player who can play that role like relatively consistently, at least recently, you know, more nines than threes these days, uh, I do give the nod to that over like what the fourth, third best mid laner, maybe, or something like that in the world. Yeah, no, I but Knight's like the second or the third best mid laner in the in the world. I would say second behind like Chove. But like the the what like just actually carrying the game as in like that is like rating everything like about Knight. But what Knight has to like carry to like do that is like insane. Like the burden of responsibility on like Knight to carry games is like on another scale. Of like 369. 369 isn't even the best player on his team. So you wanna do that. Let's see. Does how does that look? That's that's is that's, that's, that's it just me. That's because I, no, that's I, know. I'm, I just, rate, I'm just like, saying I'm just asking. I mean you you know if you if you are strongly against it and it's the three of our list, two to one, then you drop them down and like we go with I'm, what you I'm, I'm undecided. I'm I'm, I'm perusing. So Kyria, Chovy, Kanavi, Knight, Viper. 369, Zeus, Showmaker, Canyon, Ruler. Does Zeus drop further just because of his monster underperformance in finals? He's, he's, he's still insane. Like, I think... I think again, he was also better than... Three, sorry, I like, I don't yeah, you're, you're, you're still looking at a player who's categor categorically nuts and has been the entire year. Yes, he had a bomb final, but that's kind of expected from someone who's... This is his first like big final event, right? Mm. In terms of the scale of top ten players in the world, he's still extremely good. Yeah. Um, See, I thought he was better than yeah. three six nine when they matched up against each other, but I don't think it was like a massive gap. I think no. that they were both actually really good. But they, but they were also they were also counterpicking Zeus Yone into yes. three six nine yeah. a lot and yeah. things like this, right? So there's an like three six nine. The thing with three six nine is he's always coming in and doing a job, right? And even then, when he's doing his job, he's carrying like. When he shouldn't, for example, I, the Aatrox game six in my head. I can't remember when it was this world's, but he just completely won v nine as Aatrox when it was meant to be strong side bot, and they ended up using three six nine as this insane pivot point for the game, right? And so I think you're looking at three six nine isn't as flashy as Zeus, but Zeus is still incredibly good, right? And so putting them next to each other, I think is fine. I mean, I I understand the argument for Knight. I still think he's too high for me. You'd be putting Knight no higher than five, whether that's Viper or 369 you know taking up that spot i think that's fair and then you could make an argument that showmaker could be swapped with ruler perhaps um i think showmaker's there again because of mid bias i think ruler still is really good um that's that's kind of how, where much, I feel. how much stock do you put the least amount of stock into spring yeah yes to a degree yeah you i think, have, so. I think that's what i'm to. saying like because this was, in my opinion, like, spring into MSI into, like, parts of summer, this was the best player in the world mm. for, like, a period. Yeah, um, he was incredible. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. And so, like, I don't think, like, apart from, like, Chove, 
I don't think many other like three six nine was never the best player in the world. It was just on average performance. He was very 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 good, and I think going into Worlds, I thought he would be better than Zeus. Um, but like if that's what I'm saying. So it depends on how you want to think about that. I'm not actually that like if three six nine is above Zeus by like one place, that's like fine. It's and there's always going to be some abstraction in this list, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like for example, I would still maybe argue to you that Zeus is the best top in the world over three six nine, but three six nine does such an important job on JDG and brings so much to the that, lineup. I think him that's what I said as well. You know, right? He's more important so, to his team. Yeah, so yeah, in, I, in I would that, just give the no I was really on the fence going in about who was the better top, but I did think I did for those reasons kind of lean three six nine. I think having the context of worlds hasn't really changed my opinion. And the, 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 yeah, go on. Sorry, I was gonna say like the only thing that makes me want to swap on this list is Viper Knight, and then I think we're pretty much good to go. Um, do I mean, you think? Suppose it can be. Do you think summer? That's what I'm asked. Do you think through the summer split, right? Viper was a better player than Knight during the summer regular split. And I just think Viper's nuts in what he's contributing. Better player, it's so hard to say, right? Because they both are so pivotal to their roster. But Viper, there's a gap in the ADC role that Viper opens up, which I think Knight doesn't in mid lane, and that's why I'm always inclined to put him. But that's, that's what I'm saying. Knight actually doesn't play against anyone that like gaps him. Because he doesn't play against Chove and show make he's not played against the last time he played against Chove was in that like regional cup years uh, like a year or two mm. ago where it was LPL versus LCK and Knight just killed every single mid laner like over and over and over again and so like yeah it's like when I shadow box it in my like head and there's I have just an elite group of mid laners and it's like Knight Showmaker Chove and Ruka and they're like uh, in a separate little bubble. And I and I like try and list them based on like what I think of their strengths. So right at this moment in time, I the way I had it is I had it as Chovin, Knight, Showmaker, and Rookie this time round. And they move about depending on like obviously how they play in the games, okay? Mm. But that doesn't mean that like when I put Chovy above Knight, that doesn't mean that like I think that like if they were to play, like Chovy would just blast Knight off the face of the planet. It's just how I think important or like how beneficial and how effective they are as a player in the current like meta and metric of the game. But in night from like LPL, regular spleen in summer into playoffs, well, along with Jackie Love because he he did he was having like good games and bad games. He they were hard carrying, ten insane level. Fair like enough. from from and for me anyway, um, that like not not many like backline duels like needed to. By the way, shout out to all the people who were screeching in my ear for disrespecting Faker in uh, in my list and then went completely silent after finals. Shout out to those people uh, if you're out there. Hope you have a Merry Christmas and all that. But no, yeah, I think that is looking fine. I guess maybe, yeah, I could probably be down to swap Ruler and Showmaker. I don't think uh, that's... I think Showmaker has been very... The thing, crazy thing was is... I think Showmaker has been very, very, very good, like, almost all the time. It was, like, Canyon that, like, had problems. And I had Ruler really, really high on my list going into World because I thought the we were going to have top lane carries and Ruler is, like, the best ADC, one of the best ADCs at uh, um, facilitating top lane, like, carry roles. And that's why I had him, like, so high on my list. But I think there's not a lot of difference between, like, Viper, Ruler, like Death, like you know what I mean. I'm trying to think of like the other like ADCs. Sure. Like there isn't a lot. I, of, like, I would hit... just argue to me personally. I, I and again, I know that you've preached this already. I do think that Viper and Ruler are the best, and 
I'm not, oh, saying there's a are... huge, I'm not saying there's a huge gap, but I think there's a tangible gap. I think that the mid lane pool is kind of more bunched together. So I give a little more credence to Viper and Ruler over Showmaker being part of like the follow-up group, as it were. So that's why I would put him there. And for me, Deft, great player, great Eddie Carey. Uh, he's not, he wouldn't be close to the top 10 on my list, but he might be in the top 20, sure. But um, yeah, I think that, I don't know. I think that's fair and reflective. And to be honest, this is maybe the most unreasonable take so far. But the reason I really want to have Canyon on the list, as I said, like for me, logically, you always have to rate recency when gauging current ability level. Like the further you go back, the less relevant the information. And I just think Canyon was so fucking nutty, particularly in the last series, but also like had a good Worlds in general. Like for me, he has to be on there. And I'm also then giving him a caveat, which again, you can say isn't completely consistent, but historically... Like for me, it's like when Canyon was a bit dodgy in summer, that's like a blip. Like I feel I have enough evidence to say he blipped, but that his current ability level is what his true level is. If that makes sense. It's not like he's a rookie, had Ooh, Canyon I... for summer, was weak, and now he played well. It's like this guy was insanely good for a ludicrous amount of time, had a blip, and then started playing insane again. So in terms of current ability and recency bias... I feel like Canyon has to be on the list, personally. Can I blip Korea and Chovy's summer so that Knight's number one by proxy? No. Can I, can I just blip them, though? No, I can't just no, blip no, entire, no, no, no. entire like, performances. No, no. Okay, no, no, remember, guys, just remember that this guy is the biggest Knight fanboy in the history of League of Legends, and he needs to be constrained at four, because if he manages to break into a top three list of top ten players, it would be criminal. Also, this is all, this is my top 20 list of double standards, so you don't get to do yeah, yeah, yeah. Only, only I get to do Only I get to make exceptions. So there we go. That is the official top ten. Completely fair and reasonable. No bias exerted whatsoever. Kyria, Chovy, Kanavi, Knight, Viper, 369, Zeus, Ruler, Canyon showmaker. Anyone else's list is wrong and irrelevant. And what a uh, list. yeah, what a banger list. And I think I can now finally bury that monstrosity that uh, me and Torx put together. <laughs> but it's fine. I'll leave it on the, YouTube, you know, for the record books. The, uh, the thing is, if you look at it, comparison to this new top ten, it's not that bad, is it? Really? You've no, got, it's not. Uh, yeah, the, 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 the bottom half was out. worse. The bottom half was yeah. way worse. Because <laughs> I would just say as well, because I mentioned it before, it's like. I actually completely forgot because I wrote it down and I just didn't put him in. I would have had El Yoya in my top 20 and I still feel fine about that considering the other players who snuck in. Um, yeah, I wasn't a massive fan of putting people like Lehens in. I thought that was a bit of a stretch. But we put uh, in, in, in in reality, the top 10 is all that matters. So we were pretty accurate. Yeah, true. So goes. true. As, yeah, proven, yeah, by, as proven by a new list. Remember, we did have Yagao in our top 10. So that is food for food for. Uh, okay. Understandable, understandable. But anyway, yeah, so that... The night agenda wins again. The night, well, yeah, the night agenda is crawled to top four. Um, but yeah, so that is obviously it. And that is a world for another year. Of course, it'll be back next year, but who really cares? Because even though we know there are going to be changes, there's still not going to be any double elimination. It's been announced. So I don't know why they even bothered announcing anything. Like, we're making format changes because we think it's really important. By the way, still single elim, like... Okay, great, I guess. Uh, so, yeah, we'll continue, I'm sure, when the time comes around again to give our opinions on an inferior format and tournament. But, uh, yeah, that's going to be it from us, guys. So thanks very much for watching and uh, see you soon.